Welcome to another episode of the Backcheck, the Hockey History Podcast, where we uh, revisit uh, NHL players' cases for the Hockey Hall of Fame. My name is Riley, and I'm with Bill. Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? Ah, I'm hanging in there. And today we are talking with part two of our 1972 Hall of Fame class. Just two players. We decided to give them their own special episode because they are two of the greatest players of all time who, for reasons, um, were inducted um, at the same time. I think they both retired in the same year. Well, sort of. Um, and they were both waived. Uh, they didn't have to wait for the three-year rating period. So they both. Uh, so, I mean, it's fitting, I think, that we're talking about them together. And they yeah. are Jean Belvo and Gordy Howe. Um, I, I'm just all of a sudden realize I'm curious. I don't know the age difference because obviously Gordy Howe is a few years old. I guess it'd be four years older. He's only three years older. Okay, three years older. Yeah, so they're they're definitely contemporaries. Like, yeah, yeah. And well, it took Bellevue a little while longer to come over too because he was playing for yep. the Quebec Aces. So yeah, and, and his and first two seasons. Then the Habs purchased an entire hockey franchise just to get him. <laughs> and his first two seasons in the NHL, he barely played. Like, yeah. I guess he was probably playing for the Quebec Aces then, but like he barely played uh, in 50 and 50. Actually, sorry, he skipped a year or two that I missed there. Um, so uh, Jean Belleau, who we're going to talk about first because of our usual uh, process, uh, he played uh, very briefly from in the 1951 season, 50-51 season, and then he skipped the 1950. 152 season and then he pray, played again very briefly 52 53 his career really started in 53 went to 71 so 18 years really all uh quality there the, the like i said there were like a cup cups of coffee in those first yeah. two seasons two games yeah. and then three games yeah. though he had an excellent three game stretch in, <laughs> in 1953 um, as you would imagine right <laughs> yes yeah um so he retired in 1971, and at his retirement, he was fourth all-time in goals, behind only Gordie Howe, who we're going to talk about in a second, Bobby Hull and Maurice Richard. He was third all-time assist behind only Howe and Alex Delvecchio, and he was second all-time in points behind only Gordie Howe. It is worth noting, he was behind Gordie Howe by 600 points, nearly 600 points at wow. his retirement. Gordie Howe did play for a few more years earlier. He got a start in 46, so a number of seasons earlier. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. at least they're in the ballpark, right? Like yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people, including Wayne Gretzky, consider Gordy Howe to be the greatest player ever. So yeah. pretty good company. <laughs> and, and he's any he's second, like all yeah. time at this point, with 1219 points in, uh, where's the number of games he played? 1125 games. So like way over a point per game. Um, for the last two thirds of his career, he's plus 117. We don't know the first part, but you know, as you would expect from someone on the Habs, he was plus a lot. So, <laughs> and only one minus season in his entire uh, regular season career, um, which is interesting. And now, of course, there might have been earlier. We don't know. Um, he was third all time in total point shares at his retirement, behind only Howe and Ray Kelly. He was 24th all time in offensive point shares. He is currently 24th all-time in offensive points there still, uh, 52 years later. Um, and he was second behind Howe at his retirement. Um, he was also uh, the third... Um, uh, well, sorry. He, at his retirement, he was either seventh or third all-time among forwards in defensive point shares. And uh, he was probably third behind Howe and Del Becchio. And the reason I say that is because there's a bunch of uh, defensemen who also played forward or forwarders who also played defense ahead of him on that list, including Doug Mons and Dick Clapper, the usual suspects who we talk about every time we talk about defensive point shares in the original six era. Um, 
per game. Uh, he was 13th all time in goals per game at his retirement and, and 14th all time in assists per game behind only Stan Makita, Phil Esposito and Bill Kelly and fourth all time in points per game um, behind only Phil Esposito, Bobby Hall and Stan Makita. So that's pretty good company. And notably, those guys all started their careers. Well, aside from Cowley, sorry, who played earlier, they all started their careers later um, and had a little bit more of the bump from the, you know, their their primes coincided. Well, their later primes coincided a little bit more with the explosion in scoring that Belovo, you know, Belovo started his career when it was a little bit lower scoring and, of course, set some records as a result of that. Um, of the... 18 skaters to play in at least 1,066 games or 13 modern seasons between 1950 and 1971. Belova is second in goals, but he is behind by nearly 200, by, behind Gordie Howe. He's second in goals per game. He's third in assists. He's tied in first. Uh, he's tied for first in assists per game. He's second in points, again, behind by over 400. He's second in points per game, fourth in plus minus, second in offensive point shares behind, by, behind Howe by over 50. Third uh, pure forward in defensive point shares and second point shares again behind by nearly 60. So by if he had played at any other time, aside from maybe behind Gretzky, he would have been the best player of his era and there would be no doubt about it. But because he played at the same time with Gordie Howe, he is, at least offensively, not the best player of his era. He's the second. I think it's that's fairly definitive. Um, his 82-game average is a remarkable 89 points Uh which is, you know, I say remarkable partly because of when he played, they didn't score as much in the first half of his career. And a plus nine, but of course that's only for the last two thirds. His three-year peak of 1958 to 1961 is a 70-game average of 92 points and plus 11, which is pretty good. A Playoff-wise, he was second all-time in goals at his retirement behind only Gouley Howe. He was... Uh, he is currently 22nd all-time in playoff assists, and he was first all-time at his retirement, and he held that record until 1984 when a certain somebody else beat it. Um, that's pretty impressive. He was he is also currently 14th all-time still to this day, 14th in playoff points, and he held that record. Uh, the, he was first all-time uh, from his retirement um, until 1987. It took Gretzky until 1987 to beat Belovo's uh playoff points record, which is saying something because, of course, Gretzky was scoring like 40 points a playoff some years, right? So Belovo had a lot of playoff points. Notably more than Gordy Howe did. Um, we'll get to that. And in terms of playoffs per game, he um, is 25th all-time in playoff goals per game. He was first all-time in that stat from 19, uh, in 1956. Um, he held it for only a year. Uh, and he was fourth all time at his retirement behind it, only Maurice Richard, Bobby Hall, and Gordy Drillin, or Drillon, I guess, um, who we talked about a few episodes ago. Uh, so, you know, two of the greatest goal scorers of all time, and a guy who probably gets should get more attention as one of the greatest goal scorers of all time, are the only people ahead of him for playoff goals per game, which is, or were at his retirement. Um, he was fifth all-time in playoff assists per game at his retirement behind only Stan Makita, Toe Blake, Pierre Pelot, and Elmer Locke. Uh, and he was first all-time in that stat from 1958 to 1959, so two seasons. He is 21st all-time to this day in playoff points per game. He was second all-time at his retirement behind, behind only Bobby Hall. And he was first all-time for 13 seasons from 1957 until 1970. Just... 
remarkable playoff stats. Yeah. yeah. Remarkable playoff stats. Uh, and, and notably, like, that's one of the things that makes his case of one of the best centers ever, right, is because he's very clearly one of the best playoff performers in the history of the sport. Uh, of the 39 skaters to play in at least 82 playoff games between 1950 and 1971, he is first in playoff goals by 21. Now, he did play a lot of games. Wow. But still, ahead by 21. He's third in goals per game. He's first in assists by 10. He's fourth in playoff assists per game. He's first in playoff points by 31. You would imagine 21 plus 10. He's third in playoff points per game, second in playoff plus minus, and first in playoff games. So even though he, he did, you know, he did lead, much like Henri Richard, I believe as well, he was the, you know, he played more playoff games than anyone else in his era, and probably by a lot. But he also, it's not like he didn't, score a lot he was you know third yeah, or fourth in per game stats too game. yeah adjusted uh it likes him of course as it always does for these players uh it bumps him up to 1385 adjusted points which is 25th all time is adjusted per game or it's adjusted 82 per uh, game average is 101 points which is quite impressive and that's uh plus wow. nine mm-hmm. um among the uh, um, adjusted points per game leaders, he's 17th all-time in adjusted assists per game, 16th all-time in adjusted points per game. He does not make the top 25 in goals per game, but if we raise the qualifier to 820 games or 10 seasons, he's 12th in adjusted goals per game, 11th in adjusted assists per game, and 7th in adjusted points per game. So extremely high up that. The versus X adjustment also really likes him. It likes him a lot. He is ninth all time in versus X goals. He is 15th all time in versus X assists, and he's tied 12th all time in versus X points. Per game, he is 23rd all time in versus X assists per game, 24th all time in versus X points per game. And again, if we have that qualifier raised to 820 games, he sticks all time in versus X uh, goals per game, fourth all time in versus X assists per game behind only Gretzky, Lemieux, and, Bo- and Gordie Howe. And fifth all-time in versus X points behind only Gretzky, Lemieux, Maurice Richard, and Howe. Wow. So among what, according to that, anyway, yeah, among players who played at least 820 games, he's one of the five best offensive players ever, which is crazy. Sounds sounds pretty right, actually. <laughs> yeah. So he won two hearts. Uh, we we should point out that uh, when we redid it, we were considering giving the 64 heart to Makita, but he won the heart in 56 and 64, so eight years apart. And he was top five voting a further in top five in heart voting a further seven times. So most of that period, he was top five in heart voting. There's a couple of years he wasn't, but um, he won the Con Smythe in 1965, the first ever Con Smythe. He also won the Art Ross in 56. He won what would have been had it existed, he would have won the Maurice Richard in, or the Rocket Richard in 56 and 59. So leading league in goals, we gave him our MVP in 56 and we gave him our best player award. So the award for the best player who isn't necessarily the MVP in 56, 59 and 60 when we did our heart series, which you can go back and listen to. Um, In terms of all star, I don't seem to have actually filled that out. So I actually have to go to hockey reference if you will bear with me for a moment. Fail. Terrible. he made many all-star teams. So he made uh, one, two, three, f- four, five, six first-team all-stars, and uh, I believe four, four seconds, four seconds, which is a lot. And I'm actually just going to look that up 
how many that is compared to other people. Um, he also was in 13 All-Star Games, which is not really a surprise. Bear with me. And I'm going to get us that information. So, uh, Bellovo, Bellovo, Bellovo. Total. So he made 10 total, uh, which puts him as the second most total all, uh, for uh, first and second team behind Gretzky. Gretzky has 15. Um, and he has one more than Mario Lemieux, which is impressive. And in terms of first teams, um, oh, first teams, it's Gretzky. And then it's Beliveau and and Esposito are tied for the second most first teams ever. Um, and then of course Beliveau has one, uh, two extra second teams. So by that standard, he is the second greatest center of all time. Uh, obviously, Lemieux would beg to, <laughs> to differ about that, but um, so that's notable. Um, in terms of uh, top player stuff, he was uh, top five player by point shares four times in 56, 57, 59, 61. Notably, as a guy who didn't always score more goals and assists, that it's skewed towards goals this metric. And he was top 10 nine times, so also in 55, 60, 64, 66, and 68. He was the best offensive player in the NHL by offensive point shares twice in 56 and 59. Um, and uh, he... Uh, he was top five eight times, um, so 55, 57, 60, 61, 64, and 66, and top 10, a remarkable 11 times of 58, of 60, and 69. So uh, up next, it's his goal stuff. So um, he led the league in goals twice, as I noted before. He was top five seven times, which is tied 10th most all time, and top 10 10 times, which is tied sixth most all time. So very impressive. More impressive is the goals per game. He led the league in goals per game twice. He was top five nine times, which is tied the fifth most ever behind only Gordy Howe, Alex Ovechkin, Maurice Richard, and Bobby Hall. And he was top 10 12 times, 12 times out of like 18 years, which is crazy. It's two thirds of his career um, behind those same four players, Howe, Ovechkin, Richard, and Hull. He was one of only six players ever to score 45 goals twice at his retirement, one of only nine players ever to score 35 goals at his retirement, one of only six players ever, or sorry, 35 goals three times, my apologies, uh, one of only six players ever to score 30 goals eight times at his retirement, and one of only four players ever to score 25 goals 12 times. Those players are Gordie Howe, Maurice Richard, and Bobby Hull, and one of only four players ever to have 20 goals 13 times at his retirement, Gordie Howe. Maurice Richard, and this time Norm Allman are the other players. He led the league in assists twice. He was top five seven times. That's uh, tied 10th most all time. And in top 10, 11 times, that's sixth most all time. Again, the per game stats are act uh, the frequency with which he uh, dominated the league in per game is again better when it comes to per game. Uh, so led the league in uh, assists per game twice, top five seven times, which is the fourth most all time behind only Gretzky, Howe, and Lemieux. And of course, that means that his retirement only. Uh, how had done that. And then he's also top 10, 13 times, which is the third most all time behind only how and Gretzky. So he was second ever at his retirement. He set the single season record in assists in 1961. And he held the record for four seasons. He tallied 50 assists, four times one of only two players ever at his retirement. Stan Makita is the other one. 
And 40 says 10 times one of only three players ever. You can guess who they are. They are Gordie Howe and Sam Akita. He led the league in points once, somehow, only once. His top five eight times, which tied most eighth most ever, eighth, eighth most ever. And he's top 10 12 times, which is third most all time uh, ever, still to this day, behind Gordie Howe and Wayne Gretzky. Again, it's more impressive when we get to the per-game stuff. He led the league in PPG uh, points per game three times, tied ninth most all-time, top five in PPG nine times, which is eighth most all-time, and top 10 13 times, which is the third most all-time behind Gordie Howe and Wayne Gretzky. I feel like everyone's going to shout at me when I say that. Um, he scored 90 points twice, one of only seven players to do so at his retirement, 80 points five times, one of only um, four players to do so at his retirement, and they are Howe, Hull, and Makita who you would expect um, 70 points, 10 times, one of only three players again. So how Makina uh, 60 points, 12 times, one of only two players ever. It's how and 50 points, 13 times, one of 60 points ever uh, players ever at his retirement. So again, like a number of the really great players we've talked about, he has the really impressive peak, but then he also has the, the longevity where he does something a lot throughout his career. Uh, he's top 10 plus minus twice. Of course, that might change if they have the data all the way back to when his career started. And the versus XP adjustment has it for his best seven seasons. He's ninth all-time in goals, 17th all-time in assists, ninth all-time in points, which is way up there. And it gets better um, for his best 10 seasons, as you would expect with a player with his longevity. Uh, eighth all-time in goals, 13th all-time in assists, and eighth all-time in points. So it very close to a top 10 player all time offensively. All right. Lastly, um, he won the MVP on the uh, 1965 Canadians. Um, however, there is, you know, you could, this is one of those that you could debate a little bit. So I'm just going to pull it up um, because it's, it's one of those things where uh, he, he tied, um, Actually, it isn't. Um, I think I screwed that up. My note. My note is incorrect. Um, we'll just ignore that. We'll pretend I didn't say that. He led the playoffs in scoring by three points um, in 16 points in 13 games, which is pretty good. And there were two different goalies starting for the Habs. So I think it's a very clear case, actually. Of, I don't know what I, my note was talking about. Um, in 56... Uh, he was the best player. He tied the single playoff record in goals. He led the playoffs in points. Um, and the Habs won the uh, championship. Jacques Plante had a 923 save percentage and a 1.8 GAA, which is pretty good. But I think if you tie the single season record in points in the playoffs, and that didn't necessarily happen because there's more games, I feel like this is legit. Like, we, if the Consmith had existed, he would have deserved it. Um, I, I think it's probably pretty, pretty fair if we were retroactive. Yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say. Which we would, yeah, which we would do at some point. Um, I'm just pulling up, up. Yeah, 19 points in 10 games. Wow, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, and 12 and 12 goals in 10 games. Oh man. Yeah. Wow, that's uh, that's like what. Well, how- how would anybody else win the Smythe if he did that, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So 69, uh, way near, like way down at the end there of his career when he was uh, 37, he also, um, I believe, was the best player for the Habs when they won the Cup. 
I should point I, at some point I will mention the number of cups he won. But um, so in '69 he led the playoffs in assists. And now he didn't get the Colin Smythe that year because is that the year Savard won it? Maybe might be. He had 15 points in 14 games, um, and uh, Vachon and Worsley uh, split it, so it should have been a forward. I don't know who won the Colin Smythe that year. I think it might have been uh, that might be Savard's Colin Smythe, which I think is maybe debatable. Um, also, uh, Vachon set the single-season save uh, percentage, playoff save percentage that year, but he only played half the game, so it's like, yeah, I don't know if you can do that. Um, I'm just going to double-check. I think Savard won it that year. Unless this is the year that, like, Roger Crozier or somebody won it. <laughs> um, bear with me. It seems like Belvo should have won it. Oh, yeah, this is the surge of our year. So who knows? We don't have ice time, so we don't know. Um, he was also probably the best player uh, on the Habs in 1963, but they were eliminated in the first round. He was also probably the best player on the Habs um, in 67 when they lost to the Leafs. Um, Bachelon did have a 926 save percentage, but a 238 GAA, so I don't know. Um, he was a top three forward on his final playoff team he led the playoffs in assists somehow in 1971 i don't know how that's happened he also did that in 54 when they uh, didn't win um he was a top three forward by points on four other championship teams in 57 58 66 and 68 he was and also on a runner-up in 55 um he was also a top six forward by points on the 1960 canadians and i honestly don't know why that is that was one of his best years regular season wise but my guess is we don't have ice time and they were trying to shut him down. Who knows? Uh, and he was injured when they won 59, but he won a total of 10 Stanley Cups, which is, as we talked about last week or last episode, the second most ever for a player. And then, of course, as a front office person and other things, he has won more and has the most ever. Yeah, I think it's I think it's 13, 13 times his name's on the cup. I think it might be 17. Jesus. <laughs> I'll look it up right now. Oh, the Habs, of course. Why, why would it only be 13? You could have more. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, 17. Wow. Uh, seven, seven is an executive. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, it is crazy. So, I mean, we sort of rushed through that a little bit because we have another guy coming who's got a crazier career. But, like, <laughs> I think it's very safe to say that you could have made a case at his retirement that he was the best center of all time. Obviously, Phil Esposito was in the process of destroying records right when he yeah. retired, so you could get in an argument about that. Still, but like, yeah, yeah, I think it's safe to say that he was. Um, and, you know, Makita had had a good career, but I don't think there's any real comparison in terms of longevity and especially the playoff performances, right? Like that's yeah. the and thing. And just like the dominance of winning that many cups and being yeah. like the center of so many championship teams yeah 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 um and yeah i mean and i think the you know i think you can make a a, a good argument i don't know if i believe it or not i i don't have any idea um where i currently stand on this but you could make a good argument that he is the third best center of all time um you could yeah absolutely it'll be partly because we do our centers episode because like, yeah 
I'm, I've been thinking really hard about that three, four, five spots, and um, <laughs> it changes sometimes. So, well, the thing is, like the one of the there's like off the top of my head, and I should point out we we made a bit of an error last episode, which I am going to mention when we get to Jordy Howe. Um, <laughs> but off the top of my well, an omission. We made an omission anyway. <laughs> um, off the top of my head, the other candidates for this spot behind. Gretzky and Lemieux, or Esposito, Sidney Crosby, I guess now McDavid because of this crazy season he just had. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't, I don't know who else off the top of my head. Um, I like you're, when you start talking about like Steve Eiserman, you're sort of talking about like a a level down, I think. Um, Ooh, that's interesting because I really. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe not. Um, it's hard to know because, of course, he was playing at the same time as Gretzky and Lemieux. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. the thing about Belovo is that Belovo has like a better playoff resume than Esposito, and it's not even remotely close. Yeah, yeah. But it's also like a, a lot of Habs. people will argue. Oh, we played for the Habs. Like, yeah. I heard people arguing the other day that like Ken Dryden shouldn't even be in the Hall of Fame. He wasn't good. Played behind those Habs. Like, what? Are you on crack? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> He won like seven Vesnas in a row or something I like know, that. six Vesnas like, in a row. He came out of college having won like all but like what like eight games or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he won <laughs> multiple. Uh, he won multiple Frozen Fours before it was called the Frozen Four, whatever the hell it was called back yeah. in the '60s. You know, as well in addition to all the cups he won. Like, yeah, like he was he was so good he got bored and left. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was, it was an internet thing, but anyway. Yeah, no, the people on the internet are stupid. Anyway, so all I was going to say is like... Chris Osgood and I lost my mind, so... Uh, that is terrible. Uh, all I was going to say about uh, the other two is like, obviously McDavid doesn't have the uh, playoff resume at all right now, and, and he's not being helped by this playoff this year um, with Dreisaitl carrying the team. Um, well... I, I haven't been watching, to be honest, because uh, yeah. I have to wake up pretty early for work. Yeah, it's too late but, at uh, night. I don't watch either. It's too late at night. Yeah, it's it, it, in a way, it's almost good that well, it's, it's one of those things, too, right? Like where you watched in the old days, Messier would take over a couple of games or like Yager would take over or like it's just sort of like when you're that like. It's almost like if it's although obviously this very rarely happened, like if Jordan had an off night and then Scottie Pippen would score a bunch more. Because he had the hot hand, and you're like, I don't know if that's like. It 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 seemed like McDavid was sort of shut down in a way that like because the Kings are pretty stingy. Yeah. If yeah. it happens again in this Vegas Knights series, then I'll kind of be like, yeah, maybe he's hurt. Maybe something's going on. Maybe they're just everyone's focusing on him. Therefore, Drysaddle's getting like actually open. But like, I don't know. It's it's not good. But at the same time, he lit it up last playoffs too. So. Yes, he did. But so. But he has a long way to go before oh. he'll even have a resume like Crosby's playoff career. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. Um, and so, like, and I honestly, there's probably a center I'm forgetting, and I'll say, I'll explain why I feel that way very shortly. Um, but uh, basically, I think the case is pretty good. And, and, you know, people can complain about the Habs all they want. Yeah. But, like, you know, he wasn't like, we just went through that. There's, there's, he has one con Smythe, but he, he probably should have four. Yes, he should. Um, and, or sorry, at least three. Anyway, at the very least, he should have three. 
Um, and now one of them because uh, it didn't exist yet, and the other because like I don't, I honestly, I don't know. I didn't watch the '69 playoffs. Maybe Serge Savard really was the the best player. I have no idea. Um, I'd have to watch it, and also like, or someone can provide his ice time for me. That would help. But like, I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, he he should at the very least have two guaranteed for sure and probably three yeah. in addition to you know um he's got the two hearts he could have easily depending on your interpretation had three hearts uh between one and three um and then he's got the fact that like he was he was hurt his totals despite not having a particularly injury riddled career he he never played he barely played full seasons but he like usually played most of the season Despite that, his totals are affected by the fact he never played full seasons, or very rarely. Yeah. And the fact is, his per-game numbers relative to the league are better than his totals mm-hmm. for every all three major stats. So that is not something... That's that's a Lemieux thing. Like, obviously, Lemieux yes. missed more games. But, like, yeah. that's not something that you... And, and Crosby went through that, too. But that's yeah. not necessarily something you can say about, like, um, I don't think... Uh, about Espo, for example, and certainly some of the other centers. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think it's pretty clear he's one of the a couple. You know, he's he's top five. I mean, he's, where he's, yeah, he's, he's three, got a fourth, case, or fifth is third, fourth, fifth is a debate. But he's somewhere in there. Yeah, he's he's top five, I think for sure. Yeah, and he might be the third best center. Of all. Yeah, like, and and somebody please yell at us if we missed a center there who should have been in that debate. Uh, I mentioned Makita Esposito, David, and Crosby. Um, well, somebody will throw in like Sackick and Forsberg and some recency yeah. bias. Well, I mean, I used to, I used to like, as the kids would say, stand for Forsberg pretty hard when I was younger. Yeah. But I, I mean, he was hurt way too much, and and there's and he was also the second line center on his own team. So, um, anyway, the reason I say that is because in our discussion about Jeffrey on last week, we were talking about the greatest right wings of all time, and we mentioned a few of them, including Gordy Howe, who we're about to talk about. And somehow, every single time we talked about it, we forgot Guy Lafleur. <laughs> oh my goodness! How could they? And they just, uh, they just the, the moment we ended yeah. the podcast, I was like, "Wait, <laughs> what?" Yeah, how did we not mention Guy? Uh, and he, he just passed too, so like, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. They, they just renamed Highway 50 in Quebec for him. No, oh, there you go. So there you go. He's, he's have, that kind of guy. He's that kind yeah. of guy that gets a highway named after him. Yeah, it's pretty. Impressive. Anyway. So apologies for when we were mentioning Bossy and Yager and uh, and Gordy Howe and and Jeffrion and I'm yeah. now and Kucherov, we somehow missed Guy Lafleur. I don't really know how that happened, but it happened. It happened, us. and we apologize. Yeah. Um, it, I'm sure somebody's furious about it, but you know, yeah. it, it, it it's one of those things where you kind of forget how great Lafleur was if you didn't see him play, just yeah. because. Like those Habs teams were so good with so many players on them, but you forget that Lafleur was 50 goals a year pretty much automatically for a while. Yeah, well, he scored like 110 points six years in a row and 120 points five years in a row, I think. It's bananas. bananas. Yeah, which is insane. Um, So, yeah. Well, it's it's interesting too, I'm sure. I'm sure if if anyone out there is listening, and it's not just Riley and I. People listen. People listen, Bill. If if people listen, then uh, I apologize for the dishes noises in the background, but I feel like since it's about John Bellevue, he would be like, it's more important for you to be a good husband and do the dishes while you're doing this than to to give me silence during my, uh, during while you're going over my career. Um, (laughs) And it's, I had a couple of like things, well, 
I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, but I was actually at the um, the Jean Beliveau like tribute game, uh, very like accidentally because my brother and I are Canucks fans. We got tickets to go to the game together, and uh, he just happened to pass, and that was the next time the Habs are at home. And we okay. immediately looked at each other and we're like, we're going to lose this game, <laughs> which we did. Um, but like the emotion that was in the building was like, you could tell how much that guy meant to a whole city, to a whole like culture of people. And like, like yeah. people, people sitting next to us were crying like the whole game. Like he, he was their hero. Like it's unbelievable yeah. how much that guy meant to Quebec. And I think even more of a testament to what a great player he was is like, what a great ambassador of the game that he was. Like he would handwrite letters to people. Um, there's a story that I read, I think on Reddit, um, where he talked to a guy and sent him a personalized letter because some other Habs fans, and he, I think he lived in the States, uh, but his wife had passed suddenly and like, he was just so bummed out and all the Habs fans were like, well, somebody needs to get in touch with Jean Beliveau and get him to write him a letter. And he did because he's Jean yeah. Beliveau. And yeah. apparently he used to answer every letter sent to him handwritten by himself like like he actually did it it was like part of his thing um he used to leave his number unlisted in the phone book in case people needed to call him like he was just like like a normal guy who happened to be this incredible hockey player and was just like the epitome of a gentleman to the point where it's like nobody nobody had a bad word to say about the guy ever like it's just really really incredible so Uh, uh, i read one of those neat accidents that my brother and I happened to be at that game where we could be in the building yeah. and you like, you could feel it. I'm like, wow, this is like, this is something special that like, you just, you can't really put into words unless you're there. You're like, you can, yeah. can feel everyone in the building is like sort of like sad and wants to celebrate the guy's legacy at the same time. Like it was, it was, it was like going to church almost like, but like a really big church. <laughs> so it was something else. It was pretty incredible. That's that's cool. I I uh, a few months ago I saw something online of Frank Mahovlich just like just going on and on and on about how amazing John Beliveau was, not yeah. just as a player but as a person, mm-hmm. and how like because they I guess they were friends. Yeah. And uh, you know someone was like, well, how can you be friends with him? You know he's on the other team or something, and then yeah. he just went on and on and on about how great he was. Yeah. Um, which I'd never I'd never seen before. Uh, it was just like a someone. Sometimes on the hockey forum, I lurk and they, uh, they'll like, uh, scan and, and, um, add like, uh, clips from newspapers. And it was just an interview from like, I don't know, sometime late in the sixties. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bella was still playing at that point. Yeah. It wasn't in the seventies. And, uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've never heard anything bad about him. Yeah. They're just like, they just like the, a consummate gentleman, like sort of like of that era where, if you if you sort of did things right you always did things right like you just had this yeah. like demeanor in this way of treating people that like people are like oh you know i met him at the hospital and he, you know talked to me for an hour and it's like wow like actually uh, one of my friends met him at a golf tournament um and he used to work oh, cool. as a photographer um so he would it was like the, i think I guess it was the habs golf tournament and he took all the pictures and stuff and the video and stuff and um he, he met Jean Beliveau and like he was a, he's a big Habs fan. So it's like a super special day for him. Yeah. We talked to him about like, you know, I'm doing this, I'm going to McGill, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, I guess they were doing something else like a week later and he, he was filming again and Jean Beliveau was there and he called him over, even though he was like eating lunch. And he's like, yeah. 
how's it going? How are things? Make it? Like he remembered everything they talked about and he was like, just so blown away. He's like, I cannot believe this is like, yeah. our, like Jean Belleville remembered our conversation. Like this is incredible. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Some people are just different, you know? Yeah. Some people, some people really have that skill. Yeah. Um, and usually yeah. they're politicians and not, yeah. uh, and not hockey players. Um, but, or, or, or some other kind of like, you know, you know, person, facing role right like yeah i mean obviously you know, i had to talk to the media but like you know usually you don't associate that with uh hockey players yeah. well it's just i mean i mean just to, to just to have somebody actually give a crap about yeah yeah somebody else the meeting because sometimes people are really full of themselves right like and yeah. he's like you know one of the two greatest uh sort of hockey players that's ever been beloved in quebec and it's like to to just be like a regular real person too is uh Something that I don't know if we'll ever see again because hockey players become quite wealthy now. And back in the day, I don't think they did, so they yeah. they stayed maybe a bit more down to earth. I'm sure there's still some guys. That I, like that. I hear I hear good things about Sidney Crosby. Yeah, he probably is. Like, I've actually, I mean, despite his awkwardness on television, I, I hear good yeah. things about him in person. Yeah, same. And uh, political political uh, shenanigans lately aside, I've yeah. I've actually heard a lot of great things about Theo Fleury being really nice to kids. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's too bad he's not, not nice to everybody else now on Twitter. Yeah, I know. That's... <laughs> I know. I, I feel bad because I always liked him, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Man. Well, I mean, he clearly has mental health problems. It's <laughs> you have to. Uh, I mean, some people who believe the stuff he believes don't have mental health problems, but yeah. it helps. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but it's at the same time, it's like. Everything I've ever heard about the guy being in person was like how like he would go out of his way to be nice to kids and like yeah. give them his time, sign autographs, talk to them. Like so, I've, you know, it's it, it's tough when you hear good stuff and then you kind of like, eh, yeah. I don't know. yeah, yeah. Just don't look at what he says on Twitter and you'll be okay. Exactly, and then you'll still be you'll still remember him in a nice way. <laughs> yeah. Um, you ruined my segue. I was going to segue from Gila Fleur to Gory Howe, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, the other player we're talking about today who has, uh, you know, I'd say it's the longest resume yes. <laughs> in, in NHL history, if, if you include the WAJ stuff in particular, uh, which we are going to talk about. Um, he played from 1946 to 1971. And then again, sort of at a brief little weird season at, I believe, age well, was 40 something. Uh, it was 51, rather. Um, I, I forgot. He, it was the the IHL game, I think, was when he was in his 60s, right? Um, so he had a he played one season, uh, one more season in 1979-80 um, when he was 51. Um, but yes, Gordy Howe played for a really long time, 26 seasons total. He is, of course, infamously. Um, I can't remember. Did uh, Ovechkin pass him? I haven't updated this. This is a problem. <laughs> I did these notes a while ago. Uh, oh, Ovechkin, that Ovechkin, Ovechkin passed him yeah, in terms of goals. Um, he is now third all time uh, in goals, uh, which I, I have apparently uh, forgotten to update. Um, That's okay. Everybody knows. It's fine. Yeah, yeah it's true. Because the I did these notes a long time ago. Um so, uh, but he, of course, was first all time at his retirement by 232, and he held the goals record for 30 years from the end of the 1964 season to the 
end or some sorry sometime during the 1963 64 season to sometime during the 1983 1994 season kind of like the babe ruth record almost right yeah like, it's a long long time um the similarly he held the assist record uh, he's now 10th all time but he held the assist record for 30 years from 1957 58 to 1987 88 and he was when he when he retired, he was 300 assists. So he's 232 goals and 300 assists behind the number two person. In at least one case, that was Bellavo. I don't remember. I just read the stats. I should remember. But I think maybe <laughs> assists, it was Del Vecchio. Um, but it was probably Bellavo. Um, he's fourth all-time uh, in points. Let me just make sure that's still true. Yes, he's still fourth all-time in points. Uh, behind yeah, Gretzky. nobody's passed him in points, I don't think. Yeah, Gretzky, Yager, and Messier. And he was first all-time uh, ahead of Beliveau, uh at his retirement by nearly 600, as I mentioned before we're talking about Beliveau. And he held that record as well for 30 years, from the 1959-1960 season to the 1989-90 season. Uh, he was plus 160 at his retirement, despite the fact that, uh, you know, of course, it doesn't include his entire career. Um, and he was 14th all-time in plus-minus when he retired. Uh, he was second. He is currently, sorry, um, second all time in games played. Again, let me just verify that that is not out of date. Yes, he's still second because Patrick Marlowe passed him. But that's um, because we're not counting WHA, right? Yes, that is because we're not counting. We're not counting WHA in any of this. If we were counting WHA, some of it would not be right. Yeah. Uh, but we don't count WHA for anybody else. So, uh, so uh, he. But how uh, held this record? This particular record for nearly 60 years. He was 300 games ahead of the next player at his retirement, and he he first was the all-time games leader in 1962, and Marlowe beat him in, in 2020. Wow. Yeah, so it took a really long time. Uh, now, who somebody that, else... Who was uh, number... Was it Tim Horton? Who was ahead of... Who was number two before... Uh, yeah, before Marlowe. Yeah. Um, I would have to look that up, which I can do, um, but it might take me a second. Um, I yeah, it might have been Tim Horton. Um, he did play a long time. Let me see. It, um, Hockey Reference does this great thing where they do progressive uh, records, so you can just see that really, really easily. Um, so uh, games played. Oh, this is single season, though, which is a problem. That is a problem. <laughs> oh, there we Maybe go. Maybe I shouldn't have asked the question. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, so uh, I got it. I got it now. Um, so how passed Ted Lindsay, his teammate? And then, oh, yeah, it doesn't let you see who's second, though. That's the problem. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Sorry. Okay. It's. I think you're probably right. It's probably too more. I don't know. Uh, eight, what did he play? Like eighteen straight seasons? Like basically yeah. never missed a game. So. He played a really long time, yeah. yeah. Um, he is. Uh, How is still, uh, I believe, second all time in offensive point shares, which he, he should be because he played forever and scored lots and lots of goals. Um, let me just double check that. Yes, he's still second, and he's behind Gretzky. Uh, and notably, um, he you know had this record for another ridiculous uh, long. Uh, long period. He he held it from the 1958-59 season to the 1993-94 season. So that is like 35 years. Um, 
he is uh, the 13th forward all time in defensive point shares uh, at his initial retirement. He was first all time among forwards. If you don't include Doug Mons and Dick Clapper, which we shouldn't because they played half their careers at defense. Uh, and yeah, that just comes from I think, particularly the fact that this team has won all, a regular season all the time. At his initial retirement, he was 11th all-time in goals per game. He was tied 5th all-time in assists per game behind only Stan Mikita, Phil Esposito, Bill Cowley, and Jean Belleva. And he was 5th all-time in points per game behind uh, Phil Esposito, Bobby Hall, Stan Mikita, and Jean Belleva. He was also the career leader in points per game from the 1953-54 season to the 1958-59 season, so um, five years. Of the 13 skaters to play in... At least 1,148 games or 14 minor seasons between 1946 and 1971. He is first in everything. Except for plus minus. And he is first in goals by 369. He is first in goals per game by 0.17, which is like a sixth of a goal. It's a lot. He is first in assists by 300. He is first in points by 669. It's a lot. He is first in points per game by a whole quarter of a point, which is, again, a lot. Um, that means one point extra every four games. He is at, over the course of 1,150 games. It's crazy. Um, he is first in offensive point shares by more than double. Uh, Alex DeVelchio is second. And he's first in defensive point shares among forwards. And he's first in point shares by 69 point shares, which is like a career for many NHL players. Um, his 82 game average is 86 points, 37 goals plus seven. Pretty good. His three year peak from 1950 to 1953 is a 70 game average of 89 points, which is quite a lot. Playoffs. He was 20th. He is currently 20th all time in playoff goals. He was third all time in his retirement behind uh, Maurice Richard and Sean Beliveau. He is uh, second all time at his retirement and playoff assists behind. Uh, Jean Beliveau, and he was the career leader from 1961 to 1970 in that final playoff is the one that Beliveau passed him. He is currently 22nd all-time in playoff points, and he was second at his retirement behind Beliveau. So you can see Beliveau has ahead of him, as we talked about already in, in the playoff stuff. Uh, he was also the career leader from 64 to 70. So again, Beliveau passed him in that last, um, you know, that last uh, sort of... Uh, uh, what am I trying to say? The last playoff. Um, for some reason, I didn't do his playoff era stats, so sorry about that. Um, I, I don't really know why, um, but I will fix that for the, the show notes when we put it up. Um, so uh, adjustment for era, he is first all-time in adjusted goals. He is second all-time in adjusted assists behind Gretzky, and he is uh, second all-time in adjusted points. I better double check the goals because Ovechkin actually might be ahead of him in that. Uh, no, no. How is ahead of Ovechkin in adjusted goals? That is um, good. Uh, adjusted 82 uh, game average of 102 points instead of 86. So that is 16 plus 16, um, which, you know, is something to do with the fact of when he played, obviously. Um, per game, um, uh, He's 23rd all-time in, in adjusted goals per game, 15th all-time in adjusted assists per game, and 13th all-time in adjusted points per game. So he's a little lower than you might expect. Um, but it's also because, you know, he did play part a little bit of his career in a lower-scoring era, right? The, the late 40s was not super high score. 
Uh, versus X adjustment. He is first all time in versus X goals by over 300. Which is crazy. He is second all time in assists behind Gretzky and he is first all time in points. In terms of the per game, he is 19th all time in goals per game, 22nd all time in assists per game and 22nd all time in points per game. So way, way down. Um, I didn't check. Uh, what happens when you raise the qualifier? He, of course, plays for so long. It's going to make him look much better. Um, but anyway, we'll, we will again fix that for the show notes. My dog just came back from his walk, so he he's going to bug me for a second. Do you want to participate in the podcast, buddy? He says no. Um, I can hear his tail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, people can hear me doing the dishes. I think it's okay. Uh, all right. And then he was, uh, and of course he was never traded. I forgot to mention Belvo was never traded, but you know, duh. Know. So that was the NHL part of his career. Of course, uh, a couple of years after he retired from the NHL, he unretired and joined the WHA. He played six seasons, all quality, all time. He is 16th in goals, seventh in assists and seventh in points and seventh in plus minus. Um, that's uh, 508 points in only 419 games. He did this in his 40s. Wow. I don't know if we can stress that enough. He was in his 40s. He was uh, 45 when he joined in his year 45 season in his first season of the WHA. So the fact that he's a top 10 player basically in the WHA despite playing his 40s is a remarkable thing. He's also six all-time in assists per game and eighth all-time in points per game. His goal scoring dropped off. Crazy. Um, he uh, has an 82-game average from the WHA of 99 points, plus 27, which is not a surprise because it's the WHA, and his year peak of 73 to 76. So half, you know, half his career there, 78-game average of 106 points and plus 30. It's pretty good. Um, he is tied six all-time in playoff goals in WHA history, six all-time, 40, uh, sorry, in assists. And he's fourth all-time in points behind only his son, Mark, Bobby Hall, and Serge Bernier. Pretty he's good also, considering how much older he was than everyone. <laughs> yeah, he's in his 40s. Uh, yeah. And uh, he's first all-time in playoff games in WHA history somehow. What? <laughs> you're 40. You're in your mid-40s. Late 40s, dude. Like, what are you doing? Anyway, playoff per game. Um, he's 17th all-time in... Playoff and goals per game, 13th in assists and points per game. Um, so, you know, one of the best 15 players in, offensively in playoffs in WHA history, despite playing from age 45 to age 50. Uh, that's something. Um, all right. So his accomplishments. This is the reason we wanted to do this as a separate podcast. is because uh, we're going to be here for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he won he won the most hearts ever at the time uh in 52 53 57 58 60 and 63 that's six of them gretzky eventually had nine and passed him it is worth noting though that gordy howe was top five in heart voting another 10 times so 16 times total that he was top five um i believe if i'm not mistaken gretzky is very very close um, I believe he's got he's got nine wins and something like five or six um, nom, uh, top five nominations. So Gordy Howe beats him, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I'm just pulling it up. Oh no, only four times. So actually, only thirteen. So uh, six, so three more 
How has three more top five finishes in hard voting than uh, Gretzky does? That now have played forever. Yes. Uh, we had him as our MVP uh, in 51, 52, 53, 54, 57, and 63. Not quite lining up to the same, but still coming out with six. And we had him as our best player uh, in those uh, same years. Um, I also forgot to mention if he won the Richard. He must have led the league at least once. Yeah, he won two, three, four, five. He led the league in goals five times, so he should have five rocket shards as well. Um, of course, they didn't have that yet. Um, so he has the second most first-team All-Stars ever behind Ray Bork with 12, keeping in mind that uh, Ray Bork has, like, what is it, like 17? It's some kind of preposterous number. But he obviously has the most of any forward, uh, How does. Yeah. Uh, he also had nine, uh, nine uh, second team appearances. So if you're keeping track, that is 21. That is a lot. Most people don't play 21 years, let alone finish on the first or second team also. No, they do not. Uh, 21 times. Um, so Bork, who is second, uh, has 19 finishes. So it's it's Gordy Howe with 21, Ray Bork with 19, Wayne Gretzky with 15, Maurice Richard with 14, and then everybody else has 12 or less. Um, so yeah, that's it's a great stat. It's a great stat. If you're ever wondering, if you're ever doing like me, you're you're thinking I should write a blog post about I mean, maybe Gordy Howe isn't the greatest right wing of all time. You should look up that stat. Just look at it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's pretty hard to argue with. And I mean, it's it's tough for us because, like, I mean, we only saw him play as an incredibly old man, like trying to set the record for playing like most most decades played for a professional hockey player. But yeah. like you, you, you re- there's actually a great thing um, I saw before uh, I was doing like a little just a little bit of reading about Gordy Howe to try to have something cool to say about him. And there was a. Uh, Ray Ferrero put out a thing, I guess, uh, either after he had passed or maybe when he had the stroke back uh, a few years before he passed. Um, and he said that when he was 50, he would come and uh, practice with the, uh, he would come and practice with the Whalers. <laughs> and uh, one day he practiced left-handed and the next day he practiced right-handed. And he's like, why are you doing that? He's like, I don't know, because I can. <laughs> like, just whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. oh my God, you're ambidextrous? Or like, I guess you could be? Like, that's incredible. And uh, that was there's crazy. a cool one, too, where uh, when he was 50, they would have optional skates all the time with the Whalers. And uh, <laughs> Gordy Howe would show up for all of them. <laughs> and he's like, I got to play. I got to practice. And the co- so the coach would start hiding his skates because he's like, he'll never take a day off if I don't force him to. Like, yeah. he's, cr- like, he's nuts. He's like, he'll just, he just wants to play hockey every day of his life. So really, really cool stories about just like that sort of longevity where he's like, he just wants to play hockey and he's good yeah. enough to do it. So like, you have to keep letting him play. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I do. I, there's something I will mention when we get to the end of the, the one thing I think you could say that maybe that certainly might knock him down to like, not the best player of all time, but I will, I will wait and get to that. Um, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. <laughs> uh, it's, it's worth noting he was only the best player by point shares once in his entire career, which seems kind of insane in 1953. Uh, however, he was top five nine times in 51, 52, 54, 56, 57, 63, 68, and somehow in 69 when he would have been like, I don't know, 30. Oh, he's 40. Sorry, he's 40. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, that is the fifth most ever behind only Gretzky, Turk Broda, uh, Glenn Hall, and Ray Bork. Um, he was also top 10 16 times. So um, most of the years uh, between uh, 1950 and 1969, so 50, 55, we're adding 50, 55, 58, 59, 62, 65, and 66. Between 50 and 69, he was a top 10 player by point shares in all but like three years, two years of that. And that is, of course, the most ever uh, top 10 finishes, as you might expect. He was also the best offensive player by offensive point shares six times. And that's the tied the second most ever behind Gretzky. And that was in 51, 52, 53, 54, 57. And then again in 64. He was also top five 17 times. Top five 17 times, which is, of course, the most ever. It's impossible. It couldn't. It couldn't be not the most yeah. ever. It's crazy. And so those other years were 50, 55, 56, 58, 59, 62, 63. No, that must be 64. The other one was 63. And then 65, 66, 68, and 69 when he was 40. And then uh, top 10, uh, 21 times, 60, 61, 67, 70, including so the second last year before he retired when he was in his 40s. And it's worth noting that he's not only the most ever, but that 21 times is um, uh, more than, like, uh, I believe it's, it, like, the next person on the list is, like, 15 or something. Um, he's way ahead. I wrote 50% more, and it's not clear what I mean by that. So, um, anyway, the fact is, he has way more top 10 finishes in offensive uh, point shares than anybody else. Uh, he led the NHL in goals five times, as I mentioned before, which is the fourth most ever. Um, Ovechkin, Hull, and Esposito are ahead of him. He was top five 14 times, which is tied the most ever, along with, I believe, uh, Gretzky, uh, and, or Ovechkin, rather, uh, and then top 10 19 times, and that's uh, a record, of course. He led the NHL in goals per game three times which is tied the most eighth most ever rather top five 14 times which is the most ever and top 10 19 times which of course would be the most ever he is one of only six players to score 25 goals at his retirement he was one of only two players ever to score 40 goals five times at his retirement uh and the other is bobby hall um i i said 45 goals i meant 45 goals twice sorry uh he scored 35 goals nine times and he was one of only he is uh one of only 17 players ever to do it to this day and one of only two players at his retirement, Hall being the other one. He is one of only six players ever to have 30 goals 14 times, and he was the only player ever at his retirement. He is the only player ever to score 25 goals 20 times, and of course, he's the only player ever to score 20 goals 22 times, which is just a number that is mind-boggling. He led the NHL in assists three times, tied third most ever behind Gretzky and Orr, he was top five 17 times, which is tied the most ever with Gretzky, and he's top 10 22 times, which is obviously the most ever. He led the NHL in assists per game twice, which is tied ninth most ever. Um, he was top five 15 times, which is the second most ever behind Gretzky, and top 10 21 times, which is the most ever, as you would expect. He was one of uh, only 25 players ever to have 50 assists once at his retirement, and he was uh, he is one of only three players ever in history to have 40 assists 18 times. And he's the only player ever at his retirement and no one else had 11. The next person on the list who was probably like either Makita or Belovo had 10 and he had 18. Wow. Wow. Yeah. 
he led the league in points six times, which is the second most ever behind Gretzky. And obviously the most ever at his retirement by probably a lot. Um, he was top five 20 times, which is obviously the most ever, and top 10 21 times, which is obviously the most ever. He led the NHL in points per game seven times, which is tied the second most ever behind Gretzky. He's top five 19 times, which is obviously the most ever, and top 10 20 times, which is obviously the most ever. He scored 100 points once. He was one of only six players ever to do so at his first retirement. His, I guess I'm calling it his first retirement now, I don't know. It was, you know, he, his, his comeback was so many years later, it seems silly yeah. to call it his first retirement. Um, he was one of only seven players to have 90 points twice at his retirement. Um, he was only one, uh, sorry, he was the only player ever to have 80 points eight times at his retirement. The only player ever to have 70 points 18 times. That's, that's longer than many people have careers. Most people have careers. Um, 60 points 21 times. He's still the only player ever. Uh, 50 points, 22 times. He's tied the most ever with, I believe, Ron Francis, and he was the only player ever at his retirement. He was top five plus minus once. He was top 10 three times. All right. We're getting there. Uh, versus X peak adjustment. For his best seven seasons, he is third all-time in goals behind only Bobby Hall and Maurice Richard. He is eighth all-time in assists, and he's third all-time in points behind only Gretzky and Esposito. His best 10 seasons, he's third all-time in goals behind only Hall and Richard. Six all-time in assists and second all-time in points behind Gretzky. It's worth pointing out that these are cumulative, and so Lemieux isn't on there because Lemieux didn't play enough, just in case you were wondering. Um, all right. Keeping in mind that Gordie Hall, Gordie Howe was in his <laughs> mid to late 40s when he played in the WHA. He won the MVP in 1974. He was a first-team All-Star twice. He scored 30 goals all but one season he was in the WHA, which is five times. He was top five in assists once and top ten four times. He was top five in assists per game twice and top ten four times. He had 70 assists once, 60 assists four times, 45 assists five times, 40 assists five times. He was top five in points once. He was top ten four times. Two, uh, four out of the six years he was there. Top five in points per game once, top ten three times. Half the time he was there. I mean, it's just... It's remarkable. He was in his mid-40s, and he was one of the best players in the league. Um, yeah. And there, there are guys, yeah. you know, in that league who, you know, who in the NHL would have been pretty damn good players. So. Yeah. And he's still just dominating. Well, it's, it's it's one of those things, too, where it's, it's funny. You started going, like, a little fast there, and I was like, we should have, like, hired an auctioneer to go through all of his stats because it would have been done pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, like, the list is just so long of, like, these – like, not only was he great, but he was great forever. Like, it's crazy. I'm on page seven wow. of my notes. Page seven. Page we, seven, our, folks, that's an essay. Our notes are usually three pages long. Yeah, for like a good player. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For Hall of Famers, they're usually three pages long. Wow. So, lastly, we have the one blemish on his resume. <gasps> The only the only thing that I think the thing that like if you're gonna have a debate about um, Gordie Howe is the best player ever, that Gordie Howe is the best right winger of all time. This is where the debate comes in. Um, so he uh, he was the best player. Probably should have won um, the Conn Smythe had it existed on the 1955 Red Wings. Uh, he led the playoffs in goals that season, and he set the single playoff record in points, and he held that record for seven years. He was also 
the best player on the 49 and 64 Red Wings, who notably did not win. Um, and uh, he led the playoffs in goals and points those years. He also was the best player on uh, uh, two other teams uh, that did not win. He led the playoffs in points in 61 and 63. And uh, he was also the best player by points, but he didn't lead the playoffs in anything on the 56 Red Wings, who lost to, uh, I believe, the Habs. Um, and well, yeah, he was the best skater by points on uh, the Red Wings in 54. I just want to see, I said best skater presumably because the goalie did really well, but I just want to double check and make sure I'm not being insane about that. Um, let's see. The goalie, Terry Sawchuk, a 940 save percentage. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair to say Sawchuk yeah. probably would have won the Consmite had it existed. Um, he also led the playoffs in assistant points. On the 52 Red Wings, who won, um, notably, despite doing that, I think he tied for the lead in, in points that year because um, I have listed as top three forward. Uh, and uh, notably, on his fourth cup, he was hurt, so he won a cup in '50. Um, oh, that's the year he fractured his skull. Yeah, but he played one game. Yeah, and then came back the next year to win the scoring title. By the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. But the the point is, yeah. um, and this is, I'm not saying well, he's not the best right wing of all well, time. Well, I mean, assuming they won the cup without him, I'm sure they would have won it with him. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm not saying that. That's not yeah. what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, this is a man who was in the Stanley okay. Cup finals a lot. Yeah. And they didn't win all the time. Unlike the Habs, they actually <laughs> lost, I think, more than they won, if I'm not mistaken. Um but probably also because they were playing against those Habs, right? So like, yeah, yeah, of course, of like course. Trying to say, I don't know, like Burden Johnson or uh, uh, Michael Jordan and uh, the Pistons. It's like you're the other best player. Like you're, you have maybe less help than the other team. Like your team's not as good, but individually, you're maybe still the best player. Just they've got a whole team of guys who can collectively beat you. So sure, yeah. sure. Um, so. In '64, he led the playoffs in goals and points. They did not. Uh, they did not win the Stanley Cup. In '66, he definitely went to the Stanley Cup final. They did not win the Stanley Cup. In '49, he led the playoffs in goals and points. They did not win the Stanley Cup. In '55, they won the Stanley Cup. In '61, uh, they did not. He led the playoffs in points. They did not win the Stanley Cup. In '63, he led the playoffs in points. They did not win the Stanley Cup. In '48, uh, he did not. He was too young. But they yeah. did not win the Stanley Cup. They were in the finals. In 56, um, he didn't lead the playoffs in points, but he had 12 points in 10 games. They did not win the Stanley Cup. Again, they were in the finals. They won in 52. They won in 50 when he was hurt. My point is only that they were in the finals something like 12 times, and they won four times. And the argument you could make, playing devil's advocate, is that if he was on the level of Gretzky or Bobby or or whoever, Lemieux, whoever you want to say is better than him, he would have won more than four. Well, I mean, you can say that about, you know, Gretzky only won four as well. And yep. I believe lost two. Um, uh, he lost 93. Due to when he was with LA. Oh, but like, yeah, he lost 93. One of those things, too, where it's like four cups is a ton, especially yep. later on when more, there's more teams. And it's... It's interesting, too, because then you'll be like, well, Messier won six. Be like, yeah, but he won it with the rest of the Oilers. Like, even the 94 one, like, he took most of those Oilers with him. So it's like, is it 
that like championship pedigree team or is it the player themselves who wills a team to victory? And it's, it's, it's a really tough debate in a lot of sports of like the greatest players of all times. Like, did they do it because the team around them was consistently good and that was a dynasty or, you know, you could argue in the, in the case of somebody like Tom Brady, like, yeah, but they, he did it one way at the beginning and then they completely changed the team and he's the only constant and they still want a whole bunch more. It's like, well, maybe that's the guy, right? Like I, yeah. I feel like if Gretzky had won that, that, that cup in LA, then I think maybe he's untouchable as the greatest player of all time. And the fact that he didn't, maybe for some people, that's what doesn't get it done. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I, I don't know. I'm just bringing it up because yeah. when you read out the stats, they're overwhelming with how yeah. they're overwhelming. Yeah. And it seems very clear, at least reading them out. It feels like he's the best player ever. Yeah. But I mean, I don't I, personally I, I, I believe. absolutely think he has a case. Yeah, I know he has a case. Yeah. But I do think the, the biggest chink in that armor, aside from like totals, which he can't do anything about because uh, single season totals, because, of course, there was a lower scoring league. Uh, so that's not fair, is the fact that he won one third of the time he was in the Stanley Cup finals uh, compared to, like you said, Gretzky only won four, but his winning percentage in the Stanley finals is 80%. Yeah. Or it's like the only thing you could say against Bobby Orr, I think, too, where it's like, yeah, but his also like 100% like, well, winning percentage in the finals. Yeah. And you're like, but, but you're like, yeah, but they always ran into the halves. That's why they didn't get to that. Next. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, so it's no matter when you run into the halves, if you lost to the halves, it's like, well, kind of what everybody did you know like <laughs> yeah so anyway to stop playing devil's advocate the other thing i do want to mention is that he won two avco cups in the wha in his late 40s wow mid 40s mid 40s late 40s he was when he won the avco cups he was uh 45 and 46 <laughs> yeah and, yeah so that's the other thing is you know if you are going to say oh he didn't win enough champions well, he went to another league in his 40s, and he was good enough that he was one of the best players, the best forwards, on two different champions. And I know some people say the WHA was a minor league, but still, he was he was 46 for the second one. Yeah. Um, and lastly, of course, he did play on the bad of the two Summit Series teams, the one that lost, the WHA version. Oh, um, yes. Well, that's because they were... An WHA. inferior league playing against uh, yeah. Russian guys who all could have made the NHL if they had been yeah. allowed to. So it makes sense. <laughs> so um, that's it. Finally, we're finally through the whole list. Um, I didn't go through all the playoff stuff. I stopped at one point. Um, but yeah, uh, still, like you said, Bill, four Stanley Cups is a ton. It's certainly now it's an absolute ton. Um, and I wasn't trying to say like, you should hold that against him. I was more just trying to come up with like some kind of devil's advocate argument for him to not be the best player ever. Uh, so John Bellavo, I think we, we already said a fair amount. We think top five center, possibly even top yeah, three. No. Sure. I would agree with that. Yeah. And Gordy Howe. Yeah, I think. Gordy, oh, I mean, probably, well, I'd say top five player all time. Um, I don't know if you can say, I don't know if you can say, I don't know if you can say top three, but he's up there. Yeah, he's top four, I think. It's very, the consensus generally, at least on the, in the online community is the top four is Gretzky, Lemieux, or and how in some order that no one can agree on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that like, you know, 
most people, not everyone, but most people don't think Crosby has done enough to get in there. Uh, there's a debate as to I if I don't McDa- think so either, but I think it's because a lot is uh, we lost those like two two full years yeah. to his uh, concussion problems when it looked like his career might be over. Yeah. Um, I think those are prime years for him too. So it's like I I would easily give him another 200 points on top of whatever else he scored. But if you do that, then you got to give Lemieux like what, yeah. 500, 600 more points. At least, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then there's there's the debate. Also, you mentioned Maurice Richard as a yep. potential. Uh, person that could be on that list uh, last episode i think also yeah. uh people have talked about you know i i think if bobby hall hadn't gone to the wha yeah, there could be some yeah. talk about that um and then obviously if mcdavid continues to score 150 points a year uh, yeah. at a time when no one else is doing that uh presumably he will find his way into at least the conversation of does he belong with the other four guys um, I, I would say so. Well, it's, it's one of those things too, where it's like all of those guys have a thing where it's relative to your peers. Yeah. <laughs> how much better are you? And it's yeah. like all of them, it's like, whoa, you're like, you're how I think the longevity helps them more than the others do, where it's yeah. like it was just unqualified brilliance for a stretch, where it's like nobody can touch this guy. Um, I think Howe's a little bit more on the longevity side. Like Gretzky had 10 years where no one could touch him. Lemieux had five where he was uh, at yeah. least as good, maybe better than Gretzky, um, or had obviously his whole career of just being on another planet. Um, I, I don't know if Howe, there's, I don't know if Howe ever had that because more. Well, he had like six close. years probably yeah. Yeah, but, but the but thing is Richard's like right there too right like he's not yeah. clearly better than Richard and the thing about time. how is he yeah. had six years but he had health that yeah. Lemieux didn't have 100 uh, percent. and then he also has this thing where for 22 years he was one of the top 10 players yeah. in the league yeah he's and got that nobody, longevity factor so nobody has that Gretzky yeah. has like I don't know if Gretzky has 19 Gretzky's career was roughly 19 years. He was, yeah. for most of those, he was among the best players in the league. Obviously, for half of it, he was the best player. Yeah. But, like, I don't know that, like, no one is into three decades of I am one of the top 10 players in the league, except for yeah. this guy. Well, it's it's almost um, how was, I don't know, I find, like, how's best comparable in terms of, like, playing style, dominance, longevity is actually probably Messier. Um, yeah, because they were both like, if you mess with me, I will break your face. <laughs> yeah. Do not mess with me. I'm going to go score and there's not much you can do about it. And if you try to stop me, you're going to find out how mean I can be. Um, and then apparently both really nice guys off the ice. <laughs> you're like, what? That guy's a total jerk. It's like, no, yeah. like apparently off the ice. Very, very nice. Like, oh, I hate that. <laughs> the, the other thing I think we, yeah. I know this has become a big thing in the last few years. Now there's a whole bunch of kids who are the the, uh, you know, the sons of like successful NHL players and occasionally yeah. Hall of Famers. But the other thing you can say for Gordie Howe is that he's the father of a Hall of Fame player yep. and deservedly yeah, a Hall of Fame player. I oh, don't know yeah. much about his uh, the other one. I don't know that Marty Howe did much. They just uh, had him on the radio a little while ago to talk about like a foundation thing that they're doing. It was really yeah. neat. And they're just talking about how like great it was that he was able to play with his sons and they're still like, yeah, it was like, wow, we're never going to be better than our dad. Like, he's just amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's so goddamn good at hockey. And it's like, but, but it's, it, I was just reading a thing about, uh, like, I was reading a lot of things about Gordie Howe uh, leading up, and it was, like, some of the cool things about him, you know, how long he played, how great he was, but, like, sort of, like, he was so mean on the ice, like, if you ever messed with him, he remembered and, like, would destroy you, 
and like they had a picture of him fighting Lou Fontanato and like <laughs> Lou Fontanato's face is like all destroyed and you're like oh my god <laughs> like, and yeah it's like and like that's arguably like arguably at sometimes but at certain times definitely true the best player in the league and you messed with him and you destroyed your face like ow um <clears throat> yeah that's that is something else that like stands out about him in comparison <laughs> yeah. to the other people right is that he yeah. he was um i don't know how often i i do i deliberately omit uh penalties in minutes mm-hmm. from um but he was top 10 in penalty minutes three times Yep. And he also um top five once. And he also, of course, was uh, you know, notoriously <laughs> um so like maybe he didn't get caught for a lot of the stuff he did. Yeah, but also like it's one of those things like where like like Maurice Richard, people are always after him too, right? Like yeah, like yeah. I'm gonna get this guy off his game, I'm gonna go after him, I'm gonna try to get him in the penalty box. So they just mess with him all game. And if the referees didn't do anything, like fine, I'm gonna have to like slash this guy in the face and fight him. Like it's the NHL was a gong show back then. Sometimes yeah. I'm, ass- I'm assuming, not having lived to see it, but having seen old photographs where everyone's bleeding about while they shake hands, like okay, this is a bit of a, this is a bit of a, you know, a lot of nasty stick work. And if they saw it, they called it, but they often didn't, and that yeah. kind of stuff. And it's like, um, so it's like uh, there was like an old story of like a pretty infamously tough guy. I, in the NHL, I'm not going to remember his name because it's been a while since I read it, but sort of, uh, he, he laid out Gordie Howe at one point and hit him so hard that he was like, oh yeah, like I really got him. And he's like, when he went off the ice, I was like, he doesn't even know where he is right now. And then it was like years and years later and he saw the same sort of thing developing. He's like, oh, I'm going to lay him out again. And Gordie Howe cross-checked him in the neck. <laughs> Jesus the guy Christ. was on the ice, thought he was going to die. He's like, oh my God, oh my God, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And Gordie Howe like stood over and said, I finally got you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> like he remembered it all these years later. Like, oh man. <laughs> but it's one of those things, like if you're, in those days, like you had to play that way. Like even, yeah. even, even Bob Yor fought, right? Because people yeah. would go, the only way I can stop this guy is to rough him up. Yeah. And in those days, it was like, it wasn't like nowadays where you can sort of play without fighting and someone else will do the fighting for you or the referees will kind of like at least, at least somewhat sort of protect you. Like, no, it's, it was just, you either fight or you're out of the league. Like you have to defend yourself. And it was just like, so even skill players like that, like if somebody's going to hit you, you're going to have to fight him. And Everyone else will fight him later, but like you got to fight him right off the hop. So it's one of those things. Like so, it's a it's a really interesting story of like, a, oh yeah, he's one of those guys. <laughs> if you mess with him, forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, leave him alone. He's gonna get his point or two, and then maybe don't poke the bear, kind of thing. Because <laughs> yeah, if you yeah. piss him off, he's gonna play better and probably hurt you. Because <laughs> he he was a big guy too. Was he like six four? Uh, no, only six feet. Pounds? But. But it's really? the it's the era, right? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was, he was only six feet compared to everybody at the time. Yeah, yeah. Belovo was not six feet. Oh no, sorry. Belovo was six three. Sorry. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm thinking of the wrong guy, but like I just remember. But Gordy Howe looks gigantic at every picture. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and the thing is, he was heavy. He was over two hundred pounds at, yeah. at six feet. So yeah, so stocky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, there was something I'd. Oh yeah, the the one other thing I want to mention before we go is that he uh, apparently he only ever had two Gordie Howe hat tricks in his entire twenty six year career in the NHL. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. And there's I like guys who've cool, had like uh, fifteen or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's actually not 
named properly because he, yeah, he sort had of to. a misnomer where it's like yeah. what you named it after him he never did it and it's like but it's sort of implied that he would get those things every game yeah yeah um just because that's the that's the, it's more like a legend of the way he played the game than yeah. he actually did it uh, yeah it was actually it was interesting one of my friends runs runs like a pub quiz and he was like do you have any good trivia questions i was like oh it's a good one <laughs> yeah it is a good one yeah 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 because i had no idea i thought it was way more than that oh yeah for sure you'd guess like 60 80 <laughs> yeah like yeah you guess yeah an absolute ton yeah because he played just forever yeah all right i think that's it for us for this episode um and so we will come back in the future with uh, uh i guess the class of 1971 if unless we ever get our act together at the right wing list <laughs> so we'll a little see. more time on my hand so i think we, i think we might get there okay cool anyway uh thanks everyone for listening and we will see you next time